All right, welcome back. This is episode six, and today I have a really good friend of mine, Corey Henderson, on this podcast. How you doing, Corey? I'm doing good. Hell yeah, good to good to have you on here. Um, okay, so usually when I listen to podcasts, people say a lot of stuff. They spend like ten minutes talking about random stuff just to get to the point. So I promise I won't be that guy. We're just going to get right into this one. Um, this podcast is all about um, our experience with Columbia College Chicago. Um, I don't intend on this being like a total like hate thing or to be taken out of context. This entire podcast is meant to be a, sort of like a conversation so if you're listening to this and you hear us say something, please leave a comment. Let us know your experiences with Columbia at any point. Um, we just want to make this like an open conversation because the school is a lot of money and you spend a lot of time there. And there's a lot to lot to unpack in this episode, guys. So um, I brought on my good friend, Corey. Uh, and as you guys know, I'm a videographer um, and I'll let Corey kind of tell you guys what he does a little bit so you know what he does right now and then uh, we'll dive into our experience at Columbia so uh, yeah tell him what you do Corey all right guys so I am a videographer I also have a brand that I started um, called Trabajando or Trabajando skate and I uh, I make videos some fish eyes, fish eye lenses for the cameras, some clothes, um, and just other tools for you to, to help you go skateboarding. Um, I shoot wedding videos under a name called Sacred Wedding Films, and I also do freelance video here and there, but that really hasn't been... The freelance thing has been kind of iffy lately because of covid and just all kinds of stuff um other things have just kind of been coming up and um yeah i love skateboarding and i i make a ton of skate videos and that's also what i what i do for fun so yeah and i think that's the crazy thing for me there uh i don't remember how long ago i met you it was probably over 10 years ago now i'd imagine um but that was the one crazy thing is that we both connected on that level because uh when i started filming skating i felt very alone in what i was doing i was like i might be the only one filming skating and trying to like go film other things i don't know why i felt that way but i remember when we first met we were kind of talking about that and then uh, the more I got to know you, the more I realized that we were literally shooting the exact same things. And I think you kind of dive into maybe some other things now, um, which I think is really cool. So it's uh, it was kind of a cool kind of a cool dynamic uh, there. And um, yeah, it's just it's good to good to have friends that do the same thing. Um, and then once we found out, um, once we found that out, then I don't remember how. I don't remember how uh, far into us talking, but I think we found out we went to the same school. And so that kind of, I think, is what uh, brings us here today to uh, talk about our experiences with it and to kind of dive into that. Um, and I guess, hey, before we get into that, is this your first time on a podcast or you've been on another podcast before? 
This is definitely the first time on your podcast. My first time. Sweet. Have you been on anyone else's? I've never been on. No, I've never been on anybody else's podcast. Look at this. This is the first time. This is the third podcast I've done in a row now, where it's everyone's first time. So nice. This is this is this is why I make this platform. This this is, this is really cool. Um. All right. So. <laughs> It's funny that I say we beat around the bush to get to the subject, but let's dive into it. Now that you guys know who Corey is, you know what we you're familiar with who I am. Um, so, uh, Columbia. So, we have some topics written down here. Um, and one of the first things I've written down is we're going to talk about why, uh, why we chose to go to Columbia, uh, what program we went for. Uh, we're going to kind of dive into the year we went, the costs, uh, kind of some stuff they tell you up front about the school that whether or not it holds its truth or not, um, some programs. Uh, and with that, we're going to talk about why we think that might not be worth it in today's environment anymore when you can do it online, uh, or maybe why it is worth it. We're going to kind of get into that. Um, and we're going to talk about their unpaid internships, uh, some people you meet there, Guys, we got a lot, a couple more topics to get into, but uh, first, let's start off with. Um, I'm really good at saying um. That's one thing I'm really, <laughs> really got good at on this podcast. Um, <laughs> so first thing, first thing is, uh, why did you choose to go to Columbia, and what program did you go for? Well, I chose to go to Columbia because I did that was the only school that I got accepted to um, and my parents kind of really wanted me to go to a school um, right after high school I didn't really have like the option to like go to do a gap year like my parents were afraid that I would uh, you know just find some job and um, and get content and not want to go to school or something like that. Um, so I gave into that pressure, and uh, and they both my parents have ad- admitted that they would have made it really hard for me if I took a gap year. Mm-hmm. Um, same, uh, same. They've told me that, and I, I I already knew, but so I had like a lot of pressure, you know. Um, I wanted to go to Loyola and I, I was also interested in SIU, but I really wanted to take a gap year, but I didn't get accepted to either of those other schools and yeah, it was kind of just like a, you have to thing. So Columbia was the school that had accepted me. So, uh, that was the school that I went to. I was doing a lot of video in high school. I had to started doing video in eighth grade and um, I just really loved it like there was this group of uh, kids in my neighborhood who were making skate videos called street killers videos and um, seeing them being in those making those videos and selling DVDs and like having premieres and stuff that made that was the initial thing that made me want to pick up the camera, learn how to shoot, learn how to edit, and um, figure out a way to get Adobe Premiere and 
and just started learning everything on my own and I had at least completed like over a hundred videos by the time I had graduated high school. Oh my god. Um, but and, and yeah, like looking back on it, I was like, wow, man, I was I was putting together a lot of stuff that I didn't really give myself like so much credit for. But um yeah, I ended up going to Columbia and uh rest is is history but it's about to be exposed yeah so you you chose uh and i'm sorry i'm sorry you said so the program you chose was their uh it was their post-production program well i initially chose their cinematography program um and that i got this teacher that i could not understand worth a damn <laughs> and, um, <laughs> So I was like, man, I'm already shooting stuff anyway, like, you know, and like, what, what am I going to like really learn from this dang film camera? And like, all of these kids are assholes. No, I'm joking. Not all of them. Not all of them. <laughs> but I, uh, I was like, maybe the cinematography program isn't for me. Like I, I was kind of into the whole James Cameron thing. They're trying to sell you like James Cameron, Avatar, Papyrus. Papyrus. You know, they were like, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, this is it. You're here, man. Like, you're going to do it, man. Like, this is the place. Um, so I was like, well, I'll figure it out. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot something one day. I want to learn how to edit better. Like, maybe that's my weak point, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense that they would drive you to go to the, I mean, that you'd feel like driven to go to the school because of like something you felt you needed the improvement over, which I think is why everyone goes to school. They feel like you can learn more in a subject. Um, and I think the main argument here with this whole thing is just how much this costs. Um, we're not trying to say that go going to school to learn more things is bad. That's that's not the point of this. Um and so it's just how much it costs. Um, and it's funny that you bring up the whole James Cameron thing because uh, I, I went to Columbia starting off in their uh, photography program um, because, well, okay, I take that back. I started off in their uh, cinematography program because I was like, that's what I want. And then I think I took classes for like two weeks and something just, you know, when you have that feeling, your intuition's like, this isn't for you. This isn't for you. I like any point in that like two week span. I know that's like such a short amount of time. So the same, no, it was like two weeks for me, like maybe less. Yeah. So yeah. So you, you, you know what I'm talking about. Huh? Yeah. And it was like a weird feeling. Cause I remember thinking like, why am I, why does this feel wrong? And so I immediately like dipped out of that program, went to see a counselor and I was there like, maybe you should look into photography. And I was like, eh, I'll settle on that. So I settled on that and I took their photo program, which in hindsight didn't enjoy too much. Um, and so then I took a little break, went to a community college by me for a little bit. Um, and then I ended up in their TV program. So all that being said, there wasn't really like a thing they were like driving home for me. It wasn't like they're like, Oh, James Cameron did this. You can do this. Or like this, you know, this expert did this. So you can do this. There was just like so many different things within that program that they were unable to like pinpoint one thing to like sell me on. 
Um, which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I don't know if that was like a good selling point or what that did for people. Um, so I found, I found that really interesting that you said the, uh, yeah, they're trying to sell us on like James Cameron and just kind of like the ultimate DP or the ultimate editor or the ultimate director. Like they're just trying to be like, you can be one of the greats and you're in the place. (laughs) It sounds like a really bad, uh, it sounds like a really bad, like ad you would get to go to Columbia, you know? Man, we're probably going to see him on Instagram soon. (laughs) Made by like students. You could be the next James Cameron. (laughs) I swear they're, they're coming out. You know what? Our phones hear us. So now that they heard us, they're going to send us that ad. We're, we're... Columbia ads. Send them to me. <laughs> we're going to save them and expose you guys. We need to shut our phones off for this podcast. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> God. Um, so what what year did you go to Columbia? Because I, I think, what did I tell you? I graduated in 2017 or 2018, I think I graduated. And what year did you graduate, and what year did you go? I went from 2009 to 2013. 2013. Okay, so it's kind of interesting because uh, so we have, like, obviously two completely different years that we went in two different time spans. Um, so everything that we're saying is from when we went to Columbia. Um, I don't think we have much to say about how it is right now because obviously we're not there. Um, we've only heard things from people that are there right now. So uh, if you are going there right now and you have some stuff that you feel like uncomfortable or feels weird or you're just like, I don't know if this is right, like please leave us a comment. Let us know. Uh, send me a message. I'd love to hear your experience. Uh, so yeah, back to what we are saying is like, it kind of costs a lot to go there. Um, I think you brought up what you said. It was like 120000 to go there. Pretty much, yeah, about $120,000, and um, yeah, there could be, you know, there's more expensive schools, there's less expensive schools, Um, but I just don't feel like I got $120,000 worth of um, education, Uh, I, I don't, like, it's the price is just a bit too high, a lot it's way too high for what you're getting. Like you can get a great education at Columbia. Don't get me wrong. And you can network and you can meet amazing people and, and, and build build a network and build a team. You're a creative posse as they call it. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But do you really have to pay a hundred K? Do you have to, Really? You have to pay a hundred K to like just to meet your creative posse? Like your network of people is behind a hundred K paywall. <laughs> it's kinda crazy when you like really face the facts and face the numbers. It's kinda like, ooh. Is that like really the truth for it? So for twenty four thousand dollars for uh six no, sorry, eight months out of the year per year, you know, however much you want to cost, whatever. If you stayed, it's 
if you stay on room and board, it's the price is like double. If you stay in the dorms, it's just it's double what I just said. Like I I I'm paying that for um, just to commute. Sheesh. Yeah, that's oh my god. Yeah, that's the insane part. It's like it's like what you said is like all that money worth it for something that you can literally like go out and like just I don't know whether it's like you meet talk to someone on Instagram, you go out and like a I don't know, you're at a bar, you're at your friend's house or you know another videographer, you know another like DP, you know another gaffer like just have striking up a conversation with someone that does this uh, for a living, I think can get you into these fields without like you having to actually go to the school to pay all this money just to get to that same spot. Um, and again, we're speaking from like the film program perspective. Um, I think it's different if you're in like fashion or you're in like, I don't know, music or you're in like some other thing. Um, anybody speak to us in the comments, like, if you if you think the fashion program is awesome, you know, let us know seriously. Or if you think the, that even the fashion programs are rip off and and they spent more money on the they're spending your money on the building um, and not your education, like let us know that too. Yeah, and I think that I think it's like it's just crazy too because. Um, a lot of people, I mean, this is like a really obvious topic, uh, but just a lot of people that go there end up like paying off their debt like years and years later because it's just, it just like eats away. It like eats away at you to do something that, I mean, nowadays, a lot of these things they teach you and talk about um, can be done on the computer. And I think back when you went, some of this stuff might have been less accessible on the computer, maybe, um, especially after, go ahead. A little bit less accessible. Yeah, and I think nowadays with quarantine and COVID and everything, we, you're seeing more like uh, master classes and more stuff. Maybe they might have been there before, but they're definitely servicing more. Um, and there's more opportunity, I think, uh, on your phone or uh, obviously like not in person. Because uh, there's obviously people going to Columbia that are like doing this uh, through the computer. Um, but I think that... I don't know if this is like a good segue into the next thing, um, but it's kind of like going going off of going off of how much it costs. Um, they really, in order to get you to pay that amount, they really kind of have to drive something home. It's like a regular business. This isn't like a weird business practice or anything. Uh, I mean, you buy a product, they upfront tell you you gotta, you know. This and this is the reason you're buying this. So for Columbia, uh, the thing that, and I'll, I'll let you share your experience too. Um, when I originally signed up there, and you can ask my parents this, you can ask anybody I've talked to, but when they, for, when I first signed up, they were really big on like, you'll for sure get a job by the time you graduate. Like, we got you. Our teachers are connected to NBC, ABC, Forbes, and like you, you get you get what I'm saying. Like, not Forbes, but uh, they they throw the big names at you that everybody knows. It'd be like, oh yeah, this teacher worked for that. And sure, a lot of them did do that. That's not that's not a lie. But 
somehow they get you to believe that because the teacher knows those people, they're going to help you know the right people and connect you. And like, th- if you think about that logically, that teacher's not teaching one class. Like they're teaching like multiple classes. So I don't care if 13 people in each class went up to this teacher to talk to that teacher about that opportunity. It's only going to be that one lucky person or two, maybe three, four, m- maybe I'll go even a fifth that get it. Not everybody's going to get that. I mean, it's literally, you're in Chicago. First off, it's competitive. Uh, second off, that's not something that I think you should like walk into school thinking like, oh yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to for sure get that. And I don't know why that worked on me. It clearly worked on me. Oh, yeah, um, it worked on me too. Yeah. And it, it's just that message up front. And like, I remember even the day walking in there, there was like this room I sat in where you like watched like a video on Columbia. I don't, did you, do you know what video I'm talking about? I think so. I think it was like that. Was it like the convocation and like the, the stoner looking guy? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like the stoner guy was like, yo, this is Columbia, bro. Like, yeah. you can do what you want. Like, you can get your creative juices flowing. <laughs> like, it was like this weird thing. He was like, you're going to have so much fun. Like, this this kind of thing. Like, I'm like, okay. Uh, I hope that, like, I'm, I'm like f- fun. Like, you can have fun anywhere. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not, I'm going to school for like to, to get into the film industry, you know. And like yeah. That, to just just hearing myself say that it, just, it sounds like so dumb because I know like, why you just get into the film industry. You don't go to school like after you finish school and you get into the film industry, you realize that everybody in the film industry didn't go to school. I know, and that's the worst part of it. That's the worst stinking part of it. Like, you you hear more and more stories. I mean, I even had roommates that, like, they were in, like, music, and one of them was in, like, marketing, and they, like, caught on to this their, like, sophomore year, I think it was, or maybe even their freshman year, and they were just like, all right, see ya, Columbia, because the more people they met, the more people they realized were doing their careers instead of going to Columbia because it was, like, their creative career or whatever. And it's like, I don't, it was like weird. I think I was still trying to figure out what my like path was while I was at school, which is why I stayed in school. Um, not to say that I would have dropped out because I don't think that would have like flown by my parents too well. Um, and I don't think that's probably a good thing to do. Don't, I don't, dropping out of school, I wouldn't recommend to anybody. Um, but I think it was like, I mean, to, I mean, there could have been like, I just feel like I could have gone and done some like basic stuff, save some money and then chased after this whole thing or been doing the uh, video thing all along. Cause like I said, I had roommates that just dropped out and did music and they're literally doing so good right now. They're doing so good. So well, I don't know. My English is bad. <laughs> um, they're doing well. They're doing good. Yeah. They're, they're killing it. And so it's like it, you know, looking at it like that, you know, it's weird cause you don't want to compare yourself to someone else. But it does say a lot when you see someone else drop out of the same school as you that's kind of moving along in their path. It's kind of like, uh-oh, well, what did I do wrong? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's it's just like it's weird because it's like you, you – it's like you almost, feel, you almost feel out of place. And it kind of goes along with what you're saying is like these people didn't – they didn't go to school. They were just grinding away. And 
look at look at where they're at. They're you know four steps ahead of you, and here you are just like eating the breadcrumbs just to you know get to where they are now. Yeah, now you're paing, trying to pay your student loans. I know. With no like, no idea how to run a business, and that's what you actually need, because like the chances of you moving through the ranks as a PA or a grip, it's like they don't want people who want to move up through the ranks. They right. don't want right. that. And that's the craziest part in the film industry that I learned after I graduated. I literally, I called up like some key grips and like one of them was pretty much like, so do you want to just grip or do you want to become a gaffer or uh, do you want to uh, shoot stuff as well? I was like, well, I definitely want to, I definitely want to shoot and I, I want to learn how to light more and stuff. And they, and the key grip was like, well, I definitely don't want you to work for me because I want grips who just want to be grips. And Jeez. So, that's what it was. It was he, he's just just like that, you know. He was like so telling. I I don't want somebody who wants to be somebody to to right. work for me. I want somebody who's just okay with doing the same thing over and over again every day. So that doesn't sound like the film industry that Columbia was trying to like sell me on, you know, and it doesn't sound like, you know, what I wanted to do in general, you know, but, um, there was just so many harsh realities. So, so, so many harsh realities like that, that just like everything that I encountered was like the opposite of how they told me things were going to be you know, after I graduate or while I'm in school, you know, at Columbia. So yeah, like a a lot of people in the industry, like they don't, they don't want someone else, like, you know, they don't even want you learning like what they do. Like sometimes it's like, they just want you to know what you have to do. And that's it. Like, on these sets, like when you're really working in the industry, like that's, you, you find out that it's like they, that nobody wants you to move up, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not going to like blame that on race or gender or anything. Like that's just, the, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just like kind of, ridiculous i could say like some people might get like favored because they know somebody and it looks like it'll just look like from somebody who's like even though you're you got hired for one day and you know you're seeing you feel like you're on the inside like you see that like it's not you that gets hired the next day it's like the person that the key grip already knows or it's the person that like wants to go out drinking with them. <laughs> you know, it's the person that wants to kiss ass, but the person that wants to like 
become the best or whatever, just improve his skills, become a jack of all trades and just get better and better. Like there's not really a place for like those kinds of people in the, in the film industry. It's like, you have to like get in where you fit in and stay there. Like you have to, people are just okay with doing the same kind of crap, you know, over and over and over again. Um, I don't know if some people actually like this stuff or, or if there's just a hope that this thing that they're doing will turn into, um, something else. And I've kind of had that hope before. And, um, I met this director, um, cause I was on like Craigslist, just like I signed up for like his acting, like I acted in a commercial. And so I met this director and I was just telling him about like what I do. I'm like, he is immediately like, don't grip that much, man. Like don't grip or PA like that much. Like, like just, <laughs> just to know what you have to know. Otherwise it's just like a cycle. Like it, like it's the chances of you moving up those ranks are so low. I mean, especially it's because like, the people in those positions, a lot of them are managing their money in a certain way that they have to continue working. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not working towards not working anymore. They're working towards just having stuff, expensive stuff. Yeah. Um, so they're always going to have to go back to work. You know, so this guy is going to be 50, this director is going to be in his 50s. And like, you're, you're not, you're never going to be that director because this director still has to eat, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. So that's the guy that they call there. And, and like, you're going to have to like build your, your entire thing up another way. And that's the real way to do it in my opinion is like not to just wait and wait and just show up on set and and just hope that that's what's your gun is going to be your life like you have to make your own sets make your own sets happen and run shit in your own way you know and that comes right back all that being said like that comes right back to the whole like weirdness of why they're driving you to like or how they're they're saying like you're gonna have this job when you graduate or whatever but it's like to what you just said it's all in your own hands i mean it's you're the captain of your own ship um they they just didn't they i mean when i guess sorry to backtrack but like when you graduated you didn't have that like quote-unquote job that they promised up front right you didn't it wasn't like you walked out like a month or two later with that quote-unquote like i don't know nine to five job or whatever no i mean the thing is columbia had like a sort of reputation at the time so like there was like this slight thing that was going on where it's like you could tell someone that you went to columbia and like they would like kind of trust you a little bit more Mm -hmm. but that that was like it you know what i mean it wasn't like the columbia itself 
the administration, the faculty, is not like there to like help you. It's like you. It's like a name drop. You, there's, yep. You you can name drop and like, but you could say DePaul or Loyola. Like you could, you could even lie. Like you know what I mean. Like it's, yeah, it's just yeah. At that point, you know, like, are you really? paying remember let's remember that price max you should bring it up on the on the screen like that's the number, man. <laughs> $120,000 yeah so is paying like over $100,000 worth it just for you to name drop you know to not to have like a real like network you know i just want to say like i've gone I've talked to teachers like during like rough times and um, they're literally just kind of like tell me like, look, man, like I could see if this one place wants to give you an internship that's free, you know, or uh, this non-paid internship. So that's uh, rough. That's rough. Yeah. Especially in like, trying times too like when you want someone to like at least it's not like there's not uh it's not like there's not paid internships out there there's clearly paid internships out there so it's like weird that they're just like yeah here's something you should do i mean like to build up a rep- reputation in business i mean along the way you got here and there do your things for free to get your name out there whatever i mean i get that that's how we all started it but it's like at that cost of like obviously you've been there and done that on different, you've had your own experiences. So it's like, were they not offering you any paid things? They just went right to the unpaid. Yeah. That was the thing, you know, like they're just, so pretty much what happened, you know, uh, so I've been, I've been like doing a ton of editing and stuff like for different clients and whatever that I fucking, I dig them out the ground, man. Um, I make the randomest stuff happen. Like I'll do a free video that looks like a video that somebody would pay for. And then I charge the next person who's going to, uh, who asks, I want this kind of video, you know? Right, right. So it's like, I have a video in my portfolio, you know? And so I'm doing all kinds of stuff, right? And some of it's nice, some of it's like medium budget, some of it's like not that not that cool, some of it's kind of cool, right? Right. But the thing is I'm working. I'm constantly working. I'm getting familiar with programs, you know, I'm using them every day. And I'm always studying and how to make my stuff better. But um the thing is it's like if you don't have like a certain portfolio that is really hard to get into like that that uh that niche like that niche like commercial editing let's say i want to be an editor for commercials or something like that if you don't if you're not out shooting like spec commercials with your friends like it doesn't matter how good you are at editing or how competent or reliable you are, like, it's just not going to resonate. And it's just going to be so hard 
for you to get into a post-production facility without right. kissing ass for years and years and years. Like there's no, there's, it's really hard to, to get to that point where you'll have, you will have a reel that's good enough for you to be an editor, let alone an assistant editor or even a post-production PA at one of these places. And even if you do have like the talent, the, the position could be filled. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so that was one of the things that like, it just kind of blew me, you know, like I, I went back to Columbia uh, to talk to one of my teachers just about like any potential opportunities. And I sh was showing her my real, I had uh, like a list of projects like a dossier i have i made a a reel a resume a dossier a, a website with all the separate pieces um tons of tons of stuff like put oh together my god some stuff for like you know was for big companies that i edited like in entirety like and um when she my teacher offered me that uh, like possible internships, like call these people, maybe like you could try it really hard to get into an internship. I was like, man, like I'm editing like a lot, like I'm an editor. And then she's saying, oh, everybody thinks they're an editor. And so it's just like, wow, so I'm not an editor. I'm no longer, I'm not an editor until I step into that room with all the nice bells and whistles that it takes them a day or two to tell me how to use it. And they tell me, you know, where to save the files in their, uh, in their s server, in their secret, so backwards server. And like, you know, so I'm not an editor because of that, you know? Or I'm not an editor <laughs> because I'm not a full-on colorist, or I'm not a full-on motion graphics artist. So I'm I'm not an editor. Like, so there's just like things that like I dealt I like I dealt with that. So I just like like wow I just came I just came here talked to my teacher for no reason. Yeah. And, yeah. And this is part of what I paid for and like it's yet again another disappointment <laughs> it's just one after the other yeah and um another thing i think is really funny about that time i was there there is this class um at columbia it's kind of segueing into a slightly more specific thing there is this class called career planning where Oh man, his teacher was just man. He was like, "Here's how you make your resume. Here's how you make a LinkedIn profile." Um, you know, trying to give you this, all of this stuff, and then they made this the really annoying assignment in the end of the class, where you had to turn it in at a specific date and time because it's like a part of your career, at work, you know, and yeah. it's like, it's over winter break you have to turn it in on a specific day on winter break and of course i freaking forgot and i actually did the project i forgot to turn it in and i ended up failing the class 
even though I showed up on time every single day and participated. Oh my god! Yeah, ended up <laughs> failing the class, um, and having to take like a, a summer semester, which cost oh me my god, five thousand no. extra dollars. So I had to pay five thousand more, and that was like a student balance that I had to pay. Um, I had to pay the student balance. Before I could even get my, uh, I was even allowed to get my transcripts or get a copy of my diploma or, or, or anything like that. This all draws back to one day you forgot to turn an assignment. Yeah, so one, one day. The, yeah, so one day literally cost me so much. It cost me a summer semester that I had to pay for. Like, so time and money and, um, yeah, yeah, like, and Jeez. when I saw my teacher that one day, uh, one of the other teachers was like, oh, you took career planning. How did that work out for you? And I was just like, oh, yeah, that actually, like, made my uh, college career worse. It actually <laughs> made me have to do more planning, you know, and it made me have to go to school and finish, um, you know, instead of like work and, and, and look for work. And so, yeah, was, I did end up getting some work during that time. Um, and the summer right after graduation, mm-hmm. which was really conflicting with the school schedule. Oh yeah. Really conflicting with the school schedule. And, but the teacher was like, Oh, I worked for this guy before, like, wow, like, I'll give you, like, kind of a break or whatever. So that was kind of nice, kind of like the Columbia Cool Club, right? Right. <laughs> it took you how many years to get in the Columbia Cool Club? <laughs> What'd you say? What'd you say? I said it took you how many years to get into the Columbia Four Cool and Club? And a half. <laughs> if you want to get in the cool club that's how many years it takes keep that keep that in the back yeah, of your head so, yeah you gotta you gotta graduate to get into the cool club <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you yeah, gotta so that's she gave me like some lenience and then i kind of i did screw up this one project like and i'm getting a d in that class and like it was just like I have nightmares about like getting calls about like, oh Corey, you didn't actually finish. <laughs> it's like, it's like terrible. I I can relate. I swear that we're gonna we're just gonna get that call one day. They're I mean, <laughs> with with how they are, you never know. Um, yeah, it's like a it's like a in the dream, it's like there's like a syringe of stress and somebody. It's just like, like my, when I get the call, it's like my whole body is just like, it's just like goes like, I'm like, what? <laughs> but it's, I think it's just like me re-feeling how like it just used to feel just to be there like in general. Like, yeah, That was completely. just actually how it felt. Like that's really what it was. I completely get it. Um, yeah. It's funny that, okay, so it's funny that you brought up the uh, career planning class because uh, I think I've shared this story with you before, but uh, I had a weird experience in that class too. I remember I was stressed out going into that class first off because 
I think it only lasts like four weeks or five weeks. or it, It's a very short amount of time that that class lasts. Yeah, it was like a winter semester uh, class. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very short. Um, and I remember going into it, and I knew like five people in that class or something. Uh, so I was like feeling good at first. I was like, okay, a little bit of my worries have gone down. Like, all right, I'm feeling kind of comfortable. And then... Like, I remember it was, like, two classes later. I think there was a total of, like, what was it, like, eight classes or nine classes total? Maybe less. Maybe even, like, six. Uh, but I remember, like, second class in, I uh, it was, like, middle, like you said, it was winter. So it was the middle of winter. And I had, like, my CTA train get, like, uh, the trains get stuck. So my train was, like, stuck or something. So because of the train, I was late to class by literally one minute. And I remember seeing the teacher's face like at the end of the hall. And I remember him putting his hand on that door handle, like closing the door. And in my head, I'm thinking like, all right, I'm good. I'll just open the door and walk in. That dude literally locked the door. So I knocked on the door and looked at him. And he gave me that like with his finger, that like no, no sort of thing. And I was like, that was weird. So I like sat outside of the classroom for literally, I think like 15 or 20 minutes or something like that. And it was a really uncomfortable thing. And clearly here I am remembering it, but he's like, like, I feel like that's what like they do. Teachers do in kindergarten. Like, all right, kids, now don't be late for, don't be late for class. Like you'll get, you'll get your like, I don't know, demerit or whatever they hand out. Like it really felt like a, like a little, like I was like a little kid again. Uh, And then I came back into the class and I remember he like had to like guilt me about it. Like it was either after class or like some point during the class, he had like walked up to me and was like, so why you don't be late to class. Like, if you're late to class, uh, this is going to happen to you later in life. You're going to show up to that job, and they're just going to, you know, start to think, like, should we have hired this guy anymore? Do we like how what time he's showing up at? And I'm thinking, like, it wasn't like I came there, like, 15, like, maybe if I came, like, 5, 10 minutes late, maybe I'd get it. But I was literally, like, the distance of him down the hall, like, what, a minute late, under a minute late? Yeah. And yeah. I get locked out of class, so there's money already just flying you know yeah your teacher spent your money like yeah your yeah teacher literally like took away your education that you're like that 15 minutes is like 500 dollars <laughs> like, like straight insane. up that 15 minutes and then like plus the abuse like verbal abuse, abuse. you're <laughs> paying sorry i'm let me you're paying to get verbally abused. Like this is, this is actually like the reality. Like, you can get an education, but you're getting all of these things on top, like the smoozing. I know, and it's weird. It's like it's like uncomfortable because it's like the underlying stuff that you're thinking about in the back of your head. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I'm like almost sure that this happened to me like one other time too. I'm pretty sure it happened twice. And both times were not my fault. Like, usually whenever something comes up that is my fault, I'm pretty good at being like, hey, you know what? I screwed up. I'll admit to it. So, like, the second one, I remember I showed up late. I forget. Oh, I think I had to take, like, an Uber or something like that. And it was just, like, I caught, like, the wrong traffic light or something. But, like, even then, like, the rest of the days, I was perfectly on time. I was getting to class, like, five minutes before. So, like, I'm pretty good at sticking to a schedule. But I remember being late, like, and I'm, I don't know, it wasn't like I did this on purpose. I just remember being late and there was like another kid sitting out there 
And then the teacher like came out in the hallway and he's like, he's like, all right, Max, like this is your second time. Like, don't be late a third time. Although I forget what he said, honestly, but I remember like, why did that conversation even have to be said? Like, just let us into your room. We'll have the class and we'll go by. And the class wasn't even, honestly, probably had a better 15 minutes outside in the hallway, straight up in the class. Like, I don't know that. I mean, a waste of money, but. I wouldn't say that was my favorite best class in the world because to this day, I mean, all I can remember from that class was uh, we had to do like a practice interview. He made us get a business card. He made us straighten out our resume, which I think in hindsight, I think my mom helped me out with that. And then I went to go see their like resume, their like resume guy they had or someone that was like doing resumes at the school, I think went and helped me out with my resume. Um yeah. And even then, I, I to this day, I don't think I've used. I think I've used my resume like once or twice. Um, like you get it's. I I haven't really used. I've made so many that I never that never got anything. Like I make a resume. I'm trying so hard on this resume, and then my friend calls me and it's like, "Hi, do you want a job?" <laughs> and I think the people, they're like they're just like, "Wow, like, uh." Johnny showed us some of your work. Like, would you like to come in? And that's yeah. it. Yeah. You know? And I think that's the one thing that they, so I don't, I don't know if this is like a segue into the next thing because like kind of going off what you said, like I remember talking to my counselor about having one of these like jobs that I was preparing my resume for. And I remember like getting that all straight out thing like, oh, I'll apply to this TV station or I'll apply to this and that. And even my counselors were like, oh, yeah, like, we know a couple guys over at ABC or we know a couple guys over at this station or whatever. And all it was, like, all this background work to then all of a sudden switch up on counselors. Like, I remember I went one week and I had this one guy, and then he was like, oh, that guy transferred to, like, California or something. And then, like, the next week it was like this. I had this other lady, and then it turns out she quit. She was done. And then, like, I was, she was like, all right, where'd you leave off on? And then I came back, like, a week later to find out that lady got fired to having another lady and she was like helpful for me for like two weeks. She's like, all right, well maybe I can like, uh, put your name out and help you like format an email to send to these people or whatever. And then she did that. And I sent out emails, got no responses. And then something happened to her. I think she, she, something happened where she had, I don't remember what it was, but she had to leave. So then I had this other guy. So that's, that's already four counselors yeah. that had to, like, backtrack on where I was. And it, at that point, it was just stressful for me. I'm like, man, every time I come here, it's someone new. It's something new. They can't even, like, put their things together here. Like, nothing. It was it was just an odd experience with uh, the counselors. Um, and so all that, just to kind of put my resume out there after this career planning class. And that didn't even go anywhere. So like you said, it was like it just turned into this thing where I was starting to shoot stuff and friends were calling me and being like, Hey, I saw you did this. Come do this. Hey, I saw you do this. Come do this. And I think that, I mean, I'll let you talk about your counselor experience too. Cause I think that's important. Um, but it's funny, just all of that to now, I think we we'll get into this right after you talk about your counselor experience, but, um, just the fact of like what we do now and freelancing, I think that's something they kind of missed out on. Uh, I think they had a one freelance course when I was there, but it, sounded like it wasn't the best thing uh so yeah i guess we'll kind of talk about what we think should uh would help them in the long or what would be a good idea um but yeah i'd love to hear like what was your counselor experience like 
kind of blocked it out in my head because it was like kind of terrible. Like I remember there's this fucking the dude looked cool as hell, man. Like I thought he's about to like hook it up, man. Like straight up. Like I thought this guy was gonna be the shit. This dude like had dreads and like all his necklaces and shit. Like I was like, man, this guy's gonna give me like the right idea. And I remember when I first met him, I'm like I want to do cinematography. And he was like, don't do cinematography. Don't do it. It's not for you. And I'm just like, you don't even know me, dude. <laughs> like, what? That's such hell? a weird thing to say. Like, so he was trying to tell me not to do stuff. Like, just not to, like, what do you want? Like, what the fuck? He asked me what I want to do. And then he said, don't do that. I've heard this before. I've had friends say the same thing about their counselors. This is not new. Yeah, and it's like, you're not helping me, you know? Like, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, you're supposed to tell me how, you know? <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? Like, so that that was like, I feel like I barely ever saw my counselor. <laughs> because you're probably that. afraid like, to go see I, him I because like, of wow, that. Well, this this is like this is bunk. This this ain't you know this ain't gonna do much for me. Ah, uh, yeah, that's freaking weird. Trying to do something and then someone screaming, "Don't do it!" Yeah. And then yet you're in a career class planning a resume for what you just spent all that time in that class just to show this guy who's telling you not to do that. So then it's like, what do you do? Rewrite an entire resume just to tell this guy about it? Seriously. And then, yeah, like, some of these damn... Oh, like, just the, the amount of money, like... Like, that you had to spend, like... Ah. Uh, for some reason, thinking about the counselor, like, made me think about... The Columbia Library. Oh, God. Oh, wait, no, not the library, not the library. I'm sorry. I wish it was just the library. I'm sorry, I'm mistaken. Your favorite place, the Columbia Bookstore. Oh, oh yeah. God. Oh, yeah. Oh, How about, oh, God. did you hear that silence? <laughs> <laughs> Shit just dropped, bro. Are you kidding me? That bookstore? Ooh. Big ass ripoff. <laughs> I still got. I think I got one of my books though. I, I didn't. I didn't sell back all my books. Dude, they were trying to get you to sell your books back to like Chegg.com or something, and by the time you bought them for like seventy-five to like two hundred twenty-five bucks or whatever they were, somehow when you walked back with a book, like even in pristine condition that I kept it in, they're like, now it's two dollars. I'm like, yeah, How did this yeah book's exactly. value you get drop? Like, Literally, so like seventy dollars. Here, check it out, guys. You have it? I have one. The five C's of cinematography. I don't really think I've actually, like, fully read this book. Because this is when I first got into the uh, cinematography, you know. This is when I first got into the program. They're like, get this book. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Damn, there's somebody else's notes in it. I don't even remember that shit. But, there's, uh, like... It's so, oh but it's my like, God. I got the book, dude. I don't even need to go through the program. Shit. 
Dude, if I ever want to be a DP, man, like, bam. Like, this is, you know, you're good, bro. Fuck. You know what? Going going off of that, like, that's actually funny. I don't think we talked about this already. Uh, Did we talk about, like, lynda.com already? No. Yeah, so going off of that, like, that actually brings me to the Linda topic is, like, I guess from my experience, since I was in their TV program, I had some production editing courses um, that I took. And in these editing courses, I had a couple, like one or two like good teachers for it. Uh, but I had this one in particular uh, one year. Well, I had two that I wasn't too fond of. But anyway, uh, I had this one that was like we would go to class and he literally, I think he'd show us lynda.com. If you're not familiar with Linda. It's like a website where there's tutorials for like anything in the world on there, like so yeah, extensive yeah, detailed tutorials. Anybody who and, doesn't know, Linda uh, is made by LinkedIn, and it's pretty much like this complete education uh, system for a ton ton of different ton of different subjects that you can get pretty well educated on for twenty five dollars a month. And twenty five dollars. You heard sponsored it. Sponsored by Linda. Twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars a month. And it might have been more expensive when we were there. I feel like it probably was. Yeah, it probably was. It wasn't a hundred K though. Yeah, and it so oh okay, so now that you know what Linda is, uh I had this teacher that when I got to class, he would always be like, All right guys, today we're gonna like learn how to da da and he'd I think he even in fact played a couple linda tutorials for us in class and then like i remember one i remember this one i only ever told you this i remember this one specific day getting into class and i was like i like walked up to him i was like hey what do you think we're gonna do for class today because like i never freaking knew because i was like are we gonna do linda i was like worried <laughs> so i like walked up to him and i'm like hey uh what are we gonna do in class today and he goes, uh, he goes. We might actually leave class early today because he's like, I think I'm just gonna send you guys home with a Linda assignment, and you're gonna come back and take a quiz on it tomorrow. And I'm like, dude, uh, am I paying all this money for this class? I mean, like, okay, I do want to state this. I didn't say this early in the podcast. I do want to say that I did have the privilege of my parents paying for school for me. I know not a lot of people have that privilege, so uh, that's I'm that's kind of where I'm speaking from. But anyway. Uh, it's my parents regardless it's still being paid for but i'm like is that what you're being like is that what you're being charged for to like learn this online program when i could just sit at home in this desk i'm sitting at right now and watch a tutorial and that i could learn this right there without the teacher telling me to do that it wasn't like this like special thing linda's accessible to the entire world yep so it's it's just i don't know why they was so like we go like these classes for pro. I guess what I'm getting at with this is like, why do they have classes for these programs when they're on Linda? Like having a teacher shove the Linda information down your throat. It's, there's you. There's YouTube out there. There's so many different resources yeah, yeah. that to go to a class to learn editing and to learn these things. Like a teacher, you might get like one or two little things a teacher like a certain shortcut or small little detail, but there's. I mean. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you talk on it a little bit too. Like, what was your experience like with Columbia and Linda? Yeah. So, Linda wasn't like super huge when we were going, but like it, it was like growing. So through 
09 through uh, 2013, Linda was starting to grow. And so when I got into edit, the uh, um, no, when I got into motion graphics, like the, like because I was seeing if I wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. So almost everything they taught us about After Effects was from Linda.com. And... Um, Yikes. There is like this one dude who is like pretty he was just he's like kind of a dick and he's like he had an accent and um he was just saying like I I'm teaching you the ways of the motion graphics and then it's then he put on a Linda video and then he'd just like kinda give us an assignment and have us do it and a little bit of, you know, one on one but like it was just kind of like BS, you know, like it was like all these people just kind of doing this same project and it wasn't really like, like a kind of project in After Effects that would like, you would ever really, that ever really would like benefit you. Like I, I think it, like my motion graphics final is probably still up on my Vimeo somewhere. <laughs> um, and I mean, it was trash. Like there was, you would literally like, you had to like go to motion graphics too to learn like any actual valuable skills. Right, so, right. I was in motion graphics. And I felt the same way. I was in once I got motion graphics too, I started learning more of like the like features in it and more like applicable stuff. Um, and it, yeah, like the, even when you did edit with the Lynda.com stuff, there was nothing like. It's not like there was even like stuff to take away, uh, from it in class. Like I, I think, I think the other th- weird thing about Lynda.com and being in class too is like. Classes only what two hours, hour maybe. I think there were some three-hour classes out there, um, so it was like the time constraint too, and like it was just so weird. Cause I'm like, in hindsight now, if I'm watching a toy, I'm gonna get up in the morning, like I'm gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna watch a tutorial, uh, you know, or whatever your afternoon watch a tutorial, and you're gonna have like the time that you need to watch it and really grasp it and take what you want and like apply it when you need it type thing. But it was like. I think what you're getting at is like how like weird the stuff was that they made you apply it towards that. It just didn't feel like it was like useful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I do want to say like I had a few useful experiences, like a few, you know, um, like there's this one teacher, his name is Andrew. I forgot his last name, but like, he showed us like he didn't really like teach this thing to us but he exposed uh, us to this thing that i that resonated with me um editing wise and it was like this like andre i in my head i was andre tartakoski andre tartakoski time pressure time pressure in editing i always thought like that was really cool you know like i thought like that was something that was like, man, this is what, this is that, this is one of those things. This is one of those concepts. This is why I came to Columbia. 
but like yeah. that was like one thing you know um and then just just the fact that they told me even though it's like i just saw on the tutorial today and like other tutorials you know like you know but like learning the hotkeys is like pretty much that's what's going to make you super proficient in any program and it's it's going to allow you to be able to have more access to your creative juices because yeah. um you're not being like slowed down by like looking through menus and stuff like you just know what you're doing so like that was also kind of valuable but then again back to our main point was it worth the money and the time absolutely not so it's like i could have gotten that exact same thing for cheaper or for free or for some from somewhere else i just as you said that i kind of had this like weird analogy in my head to columbia it's like <laughs> it's like it's like a bad relationship with somebody it's like they have all these bad things that you're just like excusing for these like little small things that are like keeping you holding in there just because you know like they had these little little things that were like good about the school that you're just like, ooh, I gotta keep going. Or they'd like you'd hear something from someone, or someone would say something, and you'd be like, ooh, this is why I'm still going here. Kind of like you were saying. Uh, and for some reason, I don't know about you, but that that thought in itself kept me going there, because I was like, ooh, like I, I would literally have like weeks at a time where I was like, ah, I don't know about this place anymore. And then like someone or somebody or it would take like the smallest thing, like even somebody just being like, hey. You know, like, I, I do this, so one day I'll hit you up for that. Like, something as small as that would, like, keep me like, oh, this is for sure the right place. People are saying yeah, the right yeah. thing. Seriously, like, the kid, the kid in, who's, like, the like who you think is going to be the next James Cameron because you, you love how, like, the lighting and the motion looked in the video that they shot with the red camera on the Zeiss CP2 lenses. It's like, yeah, of course you're gonna love how that motion looks, and then that guy just flicks his hair like he's like, yeah, he's he's a he's a fucking awesome DP, right? And like, just being like smoking a cigarette with him is like, you you're smoking a cigarette with this D student DP, you know. <laughs> seriously like, that's the shit that like would give you the hope like you're like wow like this guy is totally gonna make it big and he's totally gonna hit me up one day like and i'm totally gonna like talk to him like as much as i can like i'm gonna like <laughs> look up stuff about cameras and like i'm gonna ask like i'm gonna ask him if he knows about it i'm, I'm gonna go to uh, look at his website you know <laughs> like, like there's just so much of it man like like, when you're in a desperate situation, like, I was in a desperate situation, like, because, like, I had made the choice, like, to go to Columbia, so, like, I was just, like, exposed to, like, what had seemed like a million resources, but it seemed like a none at the same time. Yeah. And then, the, yeah. Remember, like, the job board, so you can, you can go on Colum.edu and sign up on the Columbia job board. And you will find a Columbia job. Like, you can work 
I was like, oh yeah, really? Like, did you ever look at that? There are like literally never actually any jobs posted. No, there, there were never jobs posted. I swear to God. There was, dude, that whole thing was so strange for me. I don't know when you were there if they had this, but when I was there, they even had like an in-person office for this where they would literally be like, and they tell us to check like the bulletin board, like that physical bulletin board, like in person, they'd say people would literally stick notes to it and there would be jobs there. And I remember checking it like once a week and I literally, I don't think I ever saw anything. Maybe I was late to it. I don't, there was literally nothing there. And I was like, so tripped up And the website. There was like nothing there. Um, I remember they even had like, I don't know if they had this when you were there. It was like a creatives forum where you could post your work and they'd be like, they like had a whole intervention with us about it. They like brought like our whole entire class together, like out of the blue, out in the middle of one of my classes. And they're like, guys, you need to know about this. Like you post your work here and like other creatives will see it and they can just like hire you and bring you on. And it's a like, great way to connect with other. And I remember posting like skate videos or posting like, uh, I think I did this one like interview with a guy at a record store uh, back then. I think I did like uh, there were some other some other shoots I did that were not related to skating that I posted in there, and like nothing ever came of it ever. I remember checking it the last day uh, that I was at Columbia and there was nothing, and I was like, why did they ever show me? Did, did they have that when you were there? I don't remember the create. I don't think the creative form uh, was there. But that just sounds like something that they literally spent a ton of money on. Yeah. And, like, literally did nothing. I And that was just my experience that it didn't do anything. But maybe maybe it did something for other people. I don't – it literally did nothing for me. I didn't have anybody come to me saying, this helped me out. Um, it was just a weird – another little, like – thing for hope to keep you hanging in there for me it was like ooh, this is that that little thing um and kind of going off of that i guess i don't mean to jump into the next thing is uh another thing that really kind of kept me hanging in there is around my junior year i think it was they brought up this whole semester in la uh and or i think it was semester in la or new york if i'm not mistaken but i think it was i think it was la and uh they kept while I was at Columbia, the underlying thought was like, "You're gonna be a big filmmaker out in L.A. or New York, if unless you stay in Chicago, then you can blah 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 whatever." But like that was like the underlying thing. It was like, "Ooh, are you gonna make the movie?" Like I was like going around to friends like each week, being like, "Ooh, hey, are you gonna go to L.A.? Like, what are you doing? Oh, hey, are you going to New York? Like, hey, what are you doing?" It was like that was the like chat around like around the campus. Um, and so when they when the semester in LA thing came up, Columbia was all like, "Semester in LA, this is a great opportunity for you to decide if LA is for you or not. You have a you have like a semester where you get to learn and go to like the uh, the such and such studios and get hands on. That was their whole thing, hands on experience. Yeah, hands on experience. Like that's their whole underlying message, and I. Never got to do semester in LA, so I don't want to like speak on it and sound ignorant. But if you guys have like been to, if you've done semester in LA, uh, please drop a comment on. If you're watching us on YouTube, drop a comment, or if you're listening, uh, go on the YouTube video, drop us a comment, message us, let us know about your semester in LA experience because 
I don't know what to think about it. And I think it was really weird how they kept being so serious about it. I don't know if it was them trying to collect every little penny they could and being like, hey, semester in LA. Like they, they definitely, we had like three different meetings about it while I was there. They kept like reminding you. They sent, I think like my parents even got like a, a thing in the mail and they were like, Max, what's this semester in LA thing? Like I got like a slip under my door for semester in LA. Like they were just like pushing this thing like crazy. And I remember thinking like, Dude, I've heard about this like five times. I'm just tired of hearing about it. But uh, yeah, let us know what your thoughts are. I mean, what was that? Were they pushing it like that when you were at school? Or? They're pushing it, and but it's they started pushing it towards the end, and it was just this thing where like, it was like, yeah, this education at Columbia is so good, but it only gets better when you like do the semester in LA and like so many people have gone through our program and they just wonder like why didn't it happen for them you know and like <laughs> they didn't do that semester in LA and it's just like that it's that kind of thing um it's kind of like this ponzi scheme kind of thing where they they're promising big returns for like that have happened for a small amount of people due to like an unknown set of circumstances yeah and uh they're saying like you could get those big gains too like doesn't matter like if you're nowhere near as talented or like your dad like is you know your dad like can be a dp like People don't, like, realize how connected some of these people are in, like, in the industry. Like, your dad could be a, a key grip or a gaffer. And Seriously. And you wonder why, like, somebody who didn't go to school is a grip. And they're gripping every day. Because they're gripping with dad, bro. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Or they're, they're gripping with, like, college buddy that they're, like, college roommate or some shit. Like, and they and they didn't even do the semester in L.A. Yeah, oh, like, they didn't even go to Columbia, dude. Yeah, they didn't even go. And that's that's the crazy thing, too, is, like, this, they didn't go to Columbia. They didn't go semester in L.A. And imagine someone who did go to Columbia and paid for the semester in L.A. on top of that. Yeah, just pursuing it all, you know, pursuing like, you know, it's like you're buying a car like that says like it, it, it hits 150 miles on the on the speedometer, but you drive it as fast as you can. You pedal to the metal. You can only hit 50. <laughs> like, it's like, whoa, like I. I uh -oh. I just got ripped off. And they're like, no, bro, like, you bought the car, right? But you got to get, like, the engine upgrade. <laughs> this cost more than the car. Seriously. You know? Seriously. They're like, the engine upgrade plus get the bigger rims. <laughs> like, Yeah, you need tires. Like, you need to get every single bell and whistle to get your car to hit that 150 <laughs> that's already on the speedometer you know? <laughs> like, 
I swear to God, though, it's like we joke about this. It's like, it's <laughs> why are we like, laughing? Like, why do we even have this in our head, dude? Like, it's fucked. I, but yeah, that that's the other crazy thing about all this too. Is like, again, this isn't to like shut everything down and be like, hey, this sucks. Like the fact that this is even in our head going there, and I'm not trying to like, uh, I don't know why. I hope this doesn't come off as like me complaining obviously i had a very good situation that you know like finances wise and everything so i'm not trying to complain but it's like i think this is information us saying this is information that's valuable for other people that are going in to pay for columbia or to have the experience should know this stuff and the fact that all this stuff that we're talking about is in our head about it like and what are we're you're graduated how many years later and i'm graduated how many years later and we're still thinking about this like that that's the part that's not good like if the fact if something's in your head this long there's there's something about it there you just know you know like whether whatever that situation is for you i mean like i i I mean i think you get what i'm saying it's like if some it's just that that's a sign that it's not good it's trauma and it's like being like ripped off dude like it's like you always remember when you've been ripped off yeah. You don't want to forget those times that you've been ripped off because you don't want to get ripped off again. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like this isn't, I mean, it's like some venting, but really it's like, this is like to help people's decision-making process because like at the end of the day, I'm already in debt, you know, like I mm-hmm. have to pay this, yeah. you know, unless like the president changes that shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I have to pay, you know, my parents have to pay. So if you go into student debt with your parents, like you guys are going to have to pay that shit. Like you literally have to pay it. And like one thing when you're signing up, they're not, they never tell you like, this is what you're going to have to pay, you know, right when you get out. They don't want to like tell you you know, what you're going to have to be doing. And also they're selling you like, oh, well, you're, you know, little freshman, (laughs) like, of course you're going to get a job. You're going to get like a great job, you know? Um, You're going to make that money. Like, don't worry, bro. You're going to be the director you've always wanted to be. No. So, yeah, they're like, there's that man like it's 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 the distractions it's screwed up man it's crazy i mean i guess i'm backtracking a little bit but they even like they they distracted me with the whole like dorm thing too now that i'm thinking about it like they're just like yep you get this beautiful view this nice dorm dorm experience and I mean, I guess I'm saying that to go off of what you're saying is like they they just use these like distractions to make you feel like, yeah, this is OK. I'll leave and I'll feel good about myself. Oh, this is great thing. But at the end of the day, like you're the captain of your own ship. But at the end of the day, you're paying like a crap ton of money uh, just to go and have this experience that we're talking about, which mm-hmm. is not does not feel good. Uh, I mean, like. At the end of the day, I mean, I met, like, a, ha- a handful of the people I know are from Columbia, um, and they've led me to, like, cool stuff, and I've worked on sets with people that I met at Columbia that have brought me on to other stuff, but, like, 
again, the people you meet and the money, like those two don't go hand in hand very well. Like that's just like me, like having to like pay to literally step foot in a bar to go say hi to six people. It's like, why, why I didn't buy, I didn't go I didn't buy the drink in there. Seriously. So it's like what it's, it's just such a weird, uh, feeling. Cause it's like, I, I'm like thankful for everyone that I met and lots of I've done is because of the people I met there. But I guess if you go there, I guess that this could be uh, a segue into the next segment is like we could talk about how things could be regulated better there. Um, and I think I think kind of uh, going off of that, like what would you what would you say about how things could be regulated better at Columbia? Um, I think that schools especially art schools should be regulated uh kind of like how companies selling uh health stuff are regulated uh that stuff that's like not fda approved um i think that there should be these like warnings on the front of everything that says warning this school does not guarantee you any sort of job position skill network or anything this school yep. guarantees you absolutely nothing like they have i think that's what they need to say in the beginning yeah and i think they should be held more uh if so let's say in the event they didn't do like i completely agree with that i i think that would go a long way i think i mean honesty always helps uh at the end of the day um so i think that would be a good thing um but like even in the event that they didn't do that i think the teacher should at least like give you some insight or like maybe they're like afraid of losing their job over it or something maybe that's why and they're signing papers to say not to tell you but uh, at the end of the day, like, I, th- I feel like some of the teachers should give you like a, some sort of insight or something to like, let you know that like, Hey, this is how, you, you know, we're learning this and that in this class, but even though it's not applicable, um, you should, you know, still get this. And I, there should just be things that like the teachers let you know in the classes up front Yeah. more towards whatever. I never really felt that was another thing. Uh, this was weird. This is weird. Now I'm thinking about this. I think it could have been better. Cause like a, a lot of big universities have like giant classes and their giant lecture halls. So for me, at least I felt, it felt good that I wasn't, I was only in like one lecture hall the whole time there. It was like small class sizes. Um, kind of going off of that. It, I never really felt like I was like, I don't like whatever I had to say or whatever was like, uh, I guess on the table really like mattered to them. It was just kind of like, Oh, you're in this, uh, you're, you're in this and take what you can from it. Sort of, sort of vibe, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so I think it could have been regulated better by them just letting us know, like, this is what you should take from it. And this stuff really doesn't matter. We're not going to, this is not real world stuff. This is not applicable, but we're going to go over it. And then this is, you know, you're actually going to use this, like we were, I feel like I was never subject to that information. I don't know if I should be or not, but, uh, there was a lot of beating around the bush just to get to one thing. And I don't know if you felt that way too, but I think that's, 
I don't know if that makes sense. I definitely felt that way, and I just felt like they, there's they fed us a lot more BS than like actual practical stuff. Like I could name like on my one hand, you know, like like the practical things, like like hotkeys and time pressure. But like I mean, like come on, like what else? I'm like, uh, I mean, like I don't know. Like, there's, like, a few, but there's, like, not, there's nothing, like, really that big that I feel like I got from that school, and I just felt like I was there, and I had to finish, because it's, like, not good to drop out of school, like how you were saying earlier. Yeah. Yeah, it was always the rush to, like, finish. I always felt that way, too. It was always, like, oh, man, when am I gonna finish? Like, what, uh... You know, what's going to happen when I finish? I was, like, always just, like, waiting for that moment to finish. Um, Which was, like, which sort of felt like a rush as it got into senior year. I was, like, ah, I can't wait to be out of this class. And I was always, like, I think I'd always go, like, skate after class or something to, like, distract from the fact that I was, like, in these, like, I don't know, these, like, strange classes. Mm -hmm. Very strange, for sure. Yeah, and I think... Like, like I said, all in all, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There were some classes that I was able to, like, I had a motion graphics class. The teacher I learned a lot from, uh, I had one production editing class. Uh, I had this teacher named Mark. I learned a ton from him. Super good dude. Um, I had, I'm trying to think, I feel like I had, um, oh, I had this other motion graphics class. I had two actually really good motion graphics class where I learned a lot. Like there was like, it was just such a weird thing, like hit or miss. There was, like, some classes where I was like, ooh, yes. And I, like, actually genuinely had stuff to take from it. But there are other ones, like, some weird TV class I had that you could ask me 100 questions and put me on the spot, and I'm not going to be able to answer one of them because um, it just was a strange thing. So I think kind of going off of that, like, anyone that's going to Columbia now, what is one thing uh, that you would tell someone going there now? And I guess – now is a weird thing to say because now it's all like remote learning uh from what i've heard um at the very moment but i guess in regular time someone that's going to go there for the classroom experience uh what is one thing you would tell them i guess that'd be a good note to finish off on yeah well yeah one thing that i would say is um well two things if you're on the edge thinking about going there for to learn how to use a video editing program, I wouldn't do it. Um, That's a no for me. $100,000, and I would learn the video editing program as best as I possibly could through YouTube or Linda. You could pay. YouTube's free. You could pay. There's editing master classes. There's, like, so many, like, talented YouTubers who could take you in the right direction. Um for literally a fraction of the cost because at the end of the day you're going to learn a few techniques but you're going to learn that you have to learn the hotkeys like no one is going no one can just teach you tell you the hotkeys and then you're just good at them like you have to use them you know so like School isn't going to do that for you. Like, you can just do that mm-hmm. yourself. I mean, it's maybe it's a different thing if you feel like you can't afford 
the program or something and you want to go to school just so they give you access to that program mm -hmm. if you feel like that's what you have to do then you know you could do it but you can get Davi for video editing DaVinci Resolve is free so you can learn like Hollywood level color correction and editing for free like maybe okay if you don't have like a powerful enough computer that's yeah. maybe one thing but you can work at McDonald's for a few months and get it you know you can work anywhere and make $1200 and get a computer you know like yeah. You could get a computer and, and get this yourself. So this is this is the point that is that you don't need you don't need Columbia if you're just going there to like to be a video editor. Uh, maybe for some types, uh, you know, maybe for cinematography. I don't know. Like you could cinematography majors like or uh, lighting majors and directing majors tell me if Columbia like really did it for you or really if you really feel like every cent like especially if you're on a student loan and you're and you're paying it yourself like tell us in the comments if you think that that Columbia was worth it like I really would love to know same same there's people who do great work who came out of Columbia and like, I don't know if all of those people would say that, like that they're really glad that they went, you know, and, yep. like, I don't even know if all of them would say that they, you know, you know how much of what they know now they can even credit to Columbia. Mm -hmm. So, and I also wonder if like Max or I one day just somehow blows up and goes super mega big, you know, Max Cameron, you know, Corey Cameron, right, is happening. Is Columbia just going to come out of the blue and try to, like, champion us? Yeah. I don't know. That's a weird thought. I'm going to say no. Like, straight up. I'm going to be like, I'm not going to, tr like, inspire people to go into debt. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a weird absolutely not yeah no you're not gonna be that like face behind people going in debt no because it's like cool yeah career builder you're involved with the school but like i'm i don't i don't know man i i just want the best for people like i if literally if one person decides not to go to columbia uh i'm not telling anybody to drop out but if one person decides not to go because they feel like they can get what they wanted from Columbia somewhere else, they feel more confident that they can get those things um, and build a career and get work and actually be able to like stack gear. You could stack your gear. You could buy a car or live somewhere else because you don't have a student loan. Mm-hmm. So, um... It's just some food for thought, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not saying I Columbia mean, offers a, a, a low-quality anything, 
Like, yeah. They're, like, everything is high quality. Like, you're in, bro, you're downtown in the loop, bro. Like, you are in the spot, bro. It's beautiful. Your teacher worked for Steve Jobs. Your teacher shot videos for Apple, bro. (laughs) Your teacher did a motion graphic, like, that was, like, it was it, you know? It was it. It was featured. Yeah, your teacher's motion graphic was featured, okay? But I just want to tell, I just want you to tell me, is that worth the price? Is that worth, like, your, like, even if it's either your future blood, sweat, and tears, or your parents' 100K, you know? Is it worth your parents' money? Parents, is it worth your money? You know? You're sending your kid to art school. Like, is that really the move? You tell me. I'm not going to tell you. It's like, it's food for thought, guys. It's something to sit on. It's something to think about. Uh, worth taking into consideration. Because it's like, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess my, like, one thing that I would say to people going there, going off of what you said, is try it. Like, one thing that I think I screwed up on is not knowing what I wanted to do. I was waiting for Columbia to give me the answer of what I wanted to do because I was, like, led to believe that they would help me figure that out along the way. So whenever people were like, hey, what do you want to do? I was always like, I don't know. I'm in school for that right now. That was always my response. Like, I never knew what I wanted to do because they led me to believe that. Um, so Yeah. Figure out what you want to do and do it all the time. Exactly. Keep doing it. Like, keep figure out ways you can, like, expand yourself and, like, use that to your advantage while you're going to school and like kind of have that side hustle while you're going to school. Cause I think I messed up on that. I like spend a lot of time like filming skating. Um, but I wish that I had spent more time like filming more stuff when I'm filming now. I mean, it wasn't until like my junior year that I became, I think it was my junior year of college. I became an intern for so far. Um, and then started to kind of get a clear vision of what I wanted to do. Um, but I didn't start like actually hustling with that on the side till like my senior year, I think it was, or maybe even, yeah, I think it was my senior year that I like realized that, but really kind of like get a grasp on like what you want to do with your life. I mean, whether it might even take you a year to get through that with school. Um, but focus on that and grind away at it because, uh, maybe they have a business course now that you can take or a freelance course that will teach you this stuff. But the more experience you can get with this, uh, learning how to do like freelance and, you know, meeting your other video friends or talking to other friends that you find shooting video or editing or whatever it is, um, stay on top of that while you're in class. Because if you don't stay on top of that, you're going to be in my position, just waiting for these answers to fall in your lap. And that's one thing I'm going to say people are going there now. The answers at Columbia do not do not fall into your lap. They really make you feel like they do. And you, you are just going to believe it. You're going to be like, Oh, I can't wait. You're going to wait for the day. You're going to wait for the day. And your senior is going to come and That answer will not be there. I promise you. And I've seen some people, they just decide to just go for six years or more. Like they just keep taking classes, just hoping that that answer is going to come to them. And it Does won't, it? it will never come to you. So, Figure out what you want to do and do it. And also learn solid business skills as soon as possible. Whatever that is, 
charging the right price, showing a scope of work, marketing, marketing, all kinds of stuff like that. Just that, like running a business is, is more important than quality of creative. And it's, it's more important than like, you know, your artist vision. Okay. Because like running a business is going to be the only way that you'll ever truly be able to pursue that artist vision. And like you'll only, that's the only way you ever find your creative posse because otherwise you're just going to be part of someone else's creative posse, another cog in their wheel. But if you, if you, if you want it to be your wheel, it's got to be your wheel. Yeah. You know? Yep. That's, man, that is all facts right there. I mean, that's, I mean, you said it best right there. That That's everything. You just got to keep going at that and through doing that. And even through doing those things, even if you haven't found what it is you want to do, you might even find it through doing those things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at which point then you can maybe have better conversations with people that are like, let's say you're in Columbia uh, have those kind of people in your class and you can kind of figure out what you want to do. Talk to more people and, uh, even outside of class, like, even if you don't, like, even if you don't go, uh, talk to, just talk to everybody. That's one thing that I probably should have put in there too, is like, even if it's people that aren't in your creative thing, talk to everybody and anybody about what you do. Tell them what you're passionate about, because you could literally, like, I told someone recently who's like, they 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 work on like uh people's lawns they like do they like plant trees and i like told this guy like what i do and he was like oh yeah like i know these people that can like uh that i'll hit you up in the summer for that are gonna, you're gonna shoot some videos for and blah blah i was like all right that's fine but like I, if you would ask me that like if someone told me to like go ask uh go talk to people that like are like that my freshman year i would have like been like no shut up get out of my face but i learned that like you might find someone who's like, I don't know, they're like a plumber. Tell the freaking plumber that you're a video person. They'll, they'll find an outlet for you. Yeah, or even like, yeah, exactly. Tell the video, tell the plumber, even offer to do like, do a free video for someone that you're close to. Someone mm-hmm. that you enjoy actually working with and being around and do a video for them and and do it as good as you can someone that like you will feel good doing this video for free and like you could do a great job whatever kind of video it is short film you know music video or commercial a little spot a mini doc whatever it is just do it and get it out there because their circle is going to see it and then they're going to be like okay like you clearly have some skills like maybe there's a place for where you fit in with with me and um, that is what I think can get a lot of people to the next level it's not like this masterclass ad that you see on Instagram it's not like going to you know going to the most expensive school like right it's not it yeah it's not it it's and that's i feel like this is like 
reality. And I guess we're both speaking from like personal experience from it. Um, and this conversation kind of like goes out to people who are trying to take a similar career path as both of us. Um, it's just, there's like all these different things that you have to do. Like they're just small, whether guys, whether or not you do these like free videos for people, uh, and they take like one, one hour, two hours, whatever it is, like, like Corey said, just put it out there. Um, find that exactly what you said, find that group of people. Um, and just try to like expand yourself in different like avenues. Um, I feel like this turned into like a whole advice segment, but it's, I feel like it's useful. People deserve to know this stuff. Yeah, it's true. I mean, honestly, like this, what we're talking about was literally happening to me in high school. Yeah. Like I was making skate videos and then people were like, oh my God, this person knows how to edit video. I have this project that I need. Um, I think one of the first paid projects I did was a project about the French Revolution. I even put it on DVD uh, for them. And I was in like my sophomore year. I filmed it on a Canon Optura on mini DV. And I charged uh, 40 bucks. And um, that was like the beginning. And then that was for their French class. And then I ended up doing like, like four different Italian uh, class videos for forty bucks each, and then I did like uh, this short film for this like guys. It was like a detective film. I think I charged a hundred bucks for that one, um, and like that movie was hilarious. It was like it was really funny. There are some videos that I made for classes that I actually was in that, you know, people were like excited to be in the group with me because they knew that I was going to make a hilarious video. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you're in high school, you better be making like the coolest videos that you could possibly make like right now, because um, honestly, I mean, I went to I went to school with uh with somebody who's like, they're making like way cooler movies than me. And like, people thought I was like doing shit, but this guy was doing effects. Like he made like a, some action movie where there is like a, a sniper rifle scene. And it was so cool. Like, I was like, wow, like this is, this is it. And like, actually right now that dude is doing some pretty, uh, pretty awesome work now. He's pretty, uh, Pretty legit, but his dad was a DP. So, <laughs> you guys remember this conversation from earlier? <laughs> his dad was raw as hell, bro. So it's like, I mean, he had a head start, bro. Like, you gotta realize some people are ahead of the game, and they're more ahead of the game than you. You know, all that is dim. Damn that Panasonic S5 autofocus. I guess they're right about it, man. It just went out of focus a little bit, but we're good. I don't really care. You know? We're back in focus. <laughs> we're back in focus. Back in focus. So all those people who are, you know, you don't want to get the S5, don't get it, because the autofocus sucks. <laughs> don't get it. 
It's just gonna. I'm selling mine. <laughs> we gotta do. We gotta do a whole other ca- podcast talking about camera talking. Oh yeah. Okay. I think you and I spent. What did we spend last? Was it last week or the week before? Maybe. Maybe in a couple weeks ago, we spent like eight and a half hours. Maybe it might have been eleven even talking about camera stuff the whole entire time. That was ridiculous. <laughs> but we actually made some progress. So. We yeah. got to the bottom of some camera movement issues and some uh, gear myths. Gear you gotta, myths. Oof. It's the it's the camera conversations you got. Talk to, talk to your friends, guys. That's one thing I would say. People going out there, talk to your friends. They'll help you along the way. Uh, yeah, talk to your friends because a lot of these YouTubers are trying to sell you on stuff, you know? They're trying to get you to buy stuff. They got affiliate links, you know? Like, click the link in my bio, and they, they're like, oh, I mean, he's just he's just showing me where it is, you know? No, he's making a buck off of you. <laughs> he won, you lost. You know, yeah. It's, it's like, you need to get your brand deal going, you know? And if you're going to yeah. be doing these blogs, make sure to get a Sony if you want to do autofocus. Get the Sony, guys. Get the Sony. <laughs> um, shit. Well, we went on for a long. That was a long episode. How long is this? This is almost two hours. Almost two hours, dude. This is pretty sick, though. Um, I feel like we covered a lot of ground. Like I said, I think I'll have you back on. We'll do another. If you guys enjoyed this, uh, and you want to hear more about like what we do, uh, you want to hear more camera stuff, more uh stuff about freelancing and hey, we're always learning i'm gonna have more people on more creatives on here uh i definitely would love to have you back on here to talk about that um that'd be pretty sick um is there anything else i mean we covered a ton of ground um and i think that's like that's enough to leave him with man like that there's so much stuff you know but like there's like a a lot of main points that I think our target audience, which is somebody who is like thinking about going to Columbia, because if you're already in it, man, I don't want to tell you to drop out. Like I'm not, I'm not that yeah, person. Agreed. Like if you're already in it, man, just get your degree, dude. Unless it's like literally only been like a month or something and you're seeing these things and you know, you could get out quick with only having to pay a couple grand, you know? But, like, yeah. if you're, like, sophomore year in there, man, I don't know, dude. If you got already got a couple years, like, the value of that bachelor's degree and the, and the name drop, like, if you're already in it, man, like, I don't... I, I, I just want to tell you to keep going. Like, unfortunately, unfortunately have to tell you to keep going, like... But, um... If you're on the edge, like, this video is for you, you know? Like, if you're, like, you're in high school or you're you're out of high school for a few years and and you're, like, just Columbia is calling your name, you know? Like, you do do videos. Like, if you're already talented at videos, if if people tell you that you're raw as fuck, I hope I hope that you bleep all of my swearing. 
But <laughs> if someone tells you that you're super duper raw, like are a lot of people telling you that and like and your work looks like kind of like how the stuff you see on TV, like or your favorite stuff, if it already is kind of looking like that, then just keep going, man. If it, just figure out a way to make some extra dough off of it and just to take keep taking it to the next level with budget or camera or whatever it is like or lighting if you you know i have a group of friends like go rent a, a black magic camera and, and shoot something and you know super high quality and and color grade it and make it look amazing you know go shoot a spec commercial or something like you gotta yeah. just do stuff like that, man. Like, just keep doing that stuff, and and save money in however you can. Because mm. just like, just know that like the student loan, and plus the all the time you would have lost. I mean, it's like you can just take all of that. If you're still in high school, you have make a all that to skip all of that and have this amount of opportunity instead of having all of that like uncertain slash loss uncertainty slash loss because it's we don't really know if it's a gain or not you know but right. it's for sure opportunity if you don't go so right that's just because that's just the truth because the the education what they offer it exists in so many other places for, you know, one one hundred thousandth of the price, you know, or less, or free, you know, or maybe a ten thousandth of the price, but still, which one would you, you know, would you rather pay ten thousand times the value of a of the thing to get that thing or would you just right rather pay the the actual value to get that thing so yeah that's definitely something that is i agree with that it's something to think about we're not like like he said we're not gonna tell you to drop out of school um it's something to sit on and think about yourself but and even if you heard through the grapevine or whatever of someone you knows like going to columbia or someone you just like heard it up in the air like and you're listening to this or you're watching whatever it is uh share this with them let them think about it i'm sure we're not the only ones i think we might even do like another video at some point we're gonna i found some reviews on google about this school that are pretty in tune with what we're saying so uh i feel like that stuff's kind of hidden i sound like i'm i sound like a conspiracy theorist now um <laughs> columbanon <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Columbanon, okay? The Columbanon, the podcast. Columbia is actually ran by a rabbit that lives under the school, okay? <laughs> and this rabbit is from another dimension, okay? And we don't even know the name of the dimension. We don't know that, like, which which dimension it is. Like, there's a lot of dimensions out there, and like. You know, we know all kinds of dimensions. We know a lot of them. And we don't know where this rabbit that actually is actually the chief administrator of Columbia lives. We do not 
know um, which dimension this rabbit lives within, but the dimension does exist below the school on Eleventh uh, and Wabash. Guys, on planet Earth. It's on this planet is real. Earth. Real. That's proof that this is real. So, just letting you guys know, like, Columbanon is real, you know? All of your teachers were cyborgs that were manufactured <laughs> in the bathrooms of the schools that change when you walk in. The bathrooms change when you walk in. When you walk out, it becomes a recharging station for your cyborg teachers. I'm just letting you know that, okay? And that's off the dome. Columbanon. <laughs> Columbanon, guys. And that's... And then... <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. It's a good place to end it. <laughs> Subscribe to Max's channel now. Oh my god, imagine Smash we end the like podcast. Button. We end the whole video just on that. It just abruptly ends. You guys are like, yeah, that's the last time I'm ever listening to these guys, ever. They have the worst opinions ever. Dude, or maybe that's like, I'm listening to these guys for the rest of my time. They're exposed. I knew there was a rabbit. I knew something was wrong. I knew they were lying to me. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, though, that was the whole waiting point of this podcast to wait till the end to find out about this damn rabbit. Stick Columbine. around, guys. Jesus, never never would imagine this ending there. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's coming back, dude. Don't worry. <laughs> Sign up. Don't do not Google Columbanine. Please do not Google that. But don't Google it. The website is not up yet. It's not up yet. We haven't set up our paywall for our merch. <laughs> so just wait until we drop the merch. <laughs> The Columbanon merch. Oh my god. Whew, I'm gonna need a I need a cool down after that one. Uh burning up, dude. <laughs> I think that's a that's a funny note to leave off on. Um Yeah, that's a, that's like a wrap. That's a that's a wrap. That's a wrap. We're we're wrapping wrapping this one up. We're wrapping it. Um We're not gonna wrap. We're not actually gonna wrap. We're just gonna wrap it there. Um yeah. Yeah, but my yeah, guys. Uh, my battery is flashing, so I want to cut this clip. Let's let's okay. Let's uh. All right. Well, let's end it there then. Uh, yeah. I've seen thanks most, for... most things like they end pretty abruptly, kind of. <laughs> I mean, we kind of we kind of ended pretty slow though. You know, we gave him a yeah. good outro. Nice, nice halt. Um. Yeah. Hey, well, I guess uh, follow us on socials. Uh. If you're new here, follow us both. Uh, my Instagram's at wilmax95. You can follow Corey over at uh, Segatron Media. We'll leave off on that and uh, stay tuned. If you hopefully you guys hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast. I know it was a long one, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it and uh, stay tuned for episode seven next week. I'll have another guest on, so hope you're excited for that. And thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. <laughs>